0: Well, good evening, and uh, welcome to a uh, small talk of the most holy order of the Knight's Templar of America. And welcome, God bless you all for uh, listening to this podcast, and I hope you all keep listening to it. Um, Today we're going to talk a little bit about the virtues. We have eight virtues we're going to talk about today out of 24. Um, and uh, we're going to do the first eight, which would be godliness, faith, hope, love, justice, prudence, temperance, and strength. So here we go. Um, the Knights of Templar, of course, are a medieval uh, Christian military order, were uh, expected to focus their lives on prayer and serving God. Um, The daily timetable was based on a timetable of the manistic uh, rule uh, with prayers to be said at fixed times uh, during the day known as the hours. And the rule demanded that when not training or at war, these warrior monks, as we call them, we're not warrior monks of today, but still we hope that people do this and, and, and follow some of these things, um, were dedicated to their, their days of work and prayer and a lot of prayer. Like monks of other orders, uh, they were required to observe the seven uh hours, times of day set aside for prayer and devotion. Um, and those were the, the matins and louds, uh, usually conducted as a single hour, And usually in the middle of the night. Um, Not that people do that anymore. It would be nice if people did that. Um, Prime was at sunrise. Terse was at 9 a.m. Sext uh, was at noon. And none or none was at 3 p.m. Vespers at sunset and Compline was at bedtime. And I know we've all said bedtime prayers. Um, These were very important. And what was important as well was to live by the twenty-four virtues, which our Templar Knights of America um, adopted those um, here in the United States. Anyway, um, as I stated earlier in the beginning, uh, we'll go over these virtues one at a time. But first, let's uh, let's take time and uh, and say a little Templar prayer here. Please bow your heads. And uh, our God. Our guide, guardian from old, grant us the means and opportunity to do good, resolution to persevere, and and grace to attain happily to the blessed inheritance of eternal life. Grant, we pray, that wherever we are called upon to serve, we may follow the example of your servants and ever prove steadfast in faith and valiant in your service. We make these supplications through him who is the captain of our salvation, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Today, as I said before, we'll cover the virtues of godliness, faith, hope, love, justice, prudence, temperance, and strength. Um, you can look these things up in your Bible. You don't necessarily need them because I'm going to talk about them. <clears throat> First one is godliness. And basically, it is it is trying to, with godliness, basically, we're trying to imitate God in everything that we do in everyday living by searching out righteousness and leaving sin behind us. Run away from it. Run away, run away. Please, and then if you read Ephesians uh, chapter 5, verse 1 and 2. Um, that is, be imitators of God, therefore, as dearly loved children and live the life of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. So, being like God and trying to flee from the sin. From all sin, as you read in First Timothy, uh, chapter six, verse eleven, but thou, O man of God, flee these things, and that's referring to the sin, of course, and, and sin of riches and and things like this, um, and we'll get into that later on too. And to follow after the righteous righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. And technically, you could add verse 12 to that, and uh, there which states, fight the good fight of the faith, lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. So if you're a knight, if you're not a knight yet or a knight aspirant, when you take the oath which knights do, declaring themselves, of uh, life of poverty, chastity, and, and obedience, The and in the USA we also the order also throws these twelve virtues in. You have to remember, Christ Himself stood up to all wrongdoing and and people who were wrongdoers. If you study the history of the Templars, you'll run across this man uh, Bernard Clairvaux. He described a good Christian knight. He he once wrote, "These are godly men." quote these are godly men who shun every excess in clothing and food they live as brothers in joyful sober company with one heart and one soul there's no distinction of the persons among them and differences is shown in merit rather than to noble blood they rival one another in mutual consideration they carry one another's burdens thus fulfilling the laws of god these days we need to add to this, to our order, our sisters in arms as well. And think about that because there are knights that are women and we have them in our order. We, The fact is we have two in our order and one of them was um, uh, a prior and a grand prior, I do believe, and she's the one that knighted me back in 2018. And it was just a fabulous nighting. And there was so much glory there. God was there. This Holy Spirit was there. It was just amazing. Um, but as, I, as we go on, um, now you got to remember, God himself was often characterized as strong, powerful, and at the same time, he was considered kind and gentle. But also, you remember, a powerful warrior God. If you read Psalms 18, uh, verses 12 through 15, at the brightest that was before him, his thick clouds passed, hailstones and coals of fire. Yea, he sent out his arrows and scattered them, and he shot out lightnings and discomfited them. Then the channels of waters were seen, and the foundation of the worlds were discovered uh, they thy rebuke. O oh Lord, at the blast of the breath of thy nostrils. That's it. You've got it. Even the creator of life was a warrior like, had warrior like tendencies. So, as a knight or becoming a knight, you will have to be strong and definitely godliness. And something to think about too. If you want to reflect, if Reflect on Ephesians chapter 5, verses 3 through 5. But among you, there must not even be a hint of sexual immortality or of any kind of impurity or greed, because these are improper for God's holy people, nor should there be obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving. For of this you can be sure, no immoral, impure, or greedy person, such as man, an idler, has the inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. We're going to go on to our next one, which is faith. And what is faith? What are we doing with faith? We're, we have to trust in God. And what his purpose is and what he has for us. Um, you must look for him with all your heart and knowing that he's always there for you. Right? If you read uh, Hebrews, chapter 11, verse 6. And without faith, it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Right? So faith. Albert Einstein once said, quote, that deep emotional conviction of the presence of a superior reasoning power, which Is revealed in the incomprehensible universe forms my idea of God. You know, uh, pistis, uh, the Greek word for faith, denotes uh, intellectual and emotional acceptance of a proposition. Um, Faith is primarily an intellectual, emotional in, in character, and consists of accepting a body of teaching as true. And so what would the body of teaching be for us? It would be the Bible. All right. Uh, Faith is confidence or trust in a person, things, uh, deity, a view, or in doctrines or teachings of a religion. It can also be defined as belief that is not based on proof, as well as confidence based on some degree of warrant. Faith is always a gift from God and never something that can be produced by people. In short, faith, for the believer, is God's divine persuasion and therefore distinct from human belief, yet involving in it. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It's the intellectual and emotional confidence in the unknowable that freeds and that feeds our diligence and fortitude. So, does that give you a little hint about faith? I hope it does. Um, If you look at Jeremiah 29, verses 11 through 14, For I know the plans I have for you, you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart, all of your heart, right? I will be found by you, declares the Lord. I think the next next thing we're going to look at now, we're going to go on to another one is called, it's hope. And what is hope? Well, hope is basically knowledge of what you think and what you really know is that God will provide for everything for you. You have hope in him, and he will He can make your life's answers more clear. You hope. Uh, Wikipedia defines hope as the emotional state that the opposite of which is despair, which promotes the belief in a positive outcome related to events and circumstances in one's life. Throughout scripture, we are presented with passages that inspire us to hope in God and not ourselves or some other uh, external resource. Um, Hope. You know, the Dalai Lama, let's quote Dalai Lama. Quote, I find hope in darkest of days, and a focus in the brightest. I do not judge the universe. Hope is a combination of desire for something along with the expectation of receiving it. Uh, Like all virtues, it arises from the will, not the passions. Um, Abundance, prosperity um, was a power that had to come from the gods. As they say, you know, in contrast to divine powers that resided within individuals, such as uh, intelligence, faith, fidelity, trustworthiness. If faith is our reliance and trust in things not seen or proven and gives us the ability to believe in something greater spiritually, then hope is our desire and expectations of completing our transition into. to our, and to our, through our quests, It's hope that fuels our diligence, but faith that feeds our patience. Hope fuels our diligence, but faith feeds our patience. Hope is our desire and expectations in completing our transitions to our, through our crest, uh, quest within our Templar order. Always keeping God first. Right? In charity, uh, quote John Quincy Adams: In charity to all mankind, bearing no malice or ill will to any human being, or even comp- uh, compassionating those who hold in bondage or fellow men, not knowing what they do. And that that'll take us into another area, which is love. But I'm going to finish up on hope, and then we'll get into love. Um. Let's go to Galatians chapter 6, verse 9 through 10. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap the harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. And you're going to be amazed when we go into the love part of that, if you're not already catching on to that. Um, Isaiah chapter 40, verse, uh, verses 30 through 31. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Reflected Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. uh, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Hope and a future. Um, We'll go ahead and move on to, I mean, quote Joan of Arc, hope in God, if you have good hope and faith in him, you shall be delivered from your enemies. So hope's a very powerful virtue, very powerful. Let's go on to love now. What is love? Kindness, compassion, humility, patience, loving one another, caring for one another, helping one another. And as a Templar, that's a, a must for us to love one another. And what does it say about love? What is is love in the scriptures? Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verses 4 through 8. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrong. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always preserves. Love never fails. So love is not patronizing and charity, isn't it about pity, it's about love. Charity and love are the same, they're similar. With charity, you give love. You don't just give money, but you reach out your hand instead. And that's a quote from Mother Teresa. The simplest acts of kindness are by far more powerful than a thousand heads bowing in prayer. Mahatma gandhi i already gave you the one from john quincy adams okay Uh, love in in sense of an unlimited loving kindness toward all others um is held to be the ultimate perfection of the human spirit because it is said to both glorify and reflect the nature of god such love is self-sacrificial a supernatural virtue that helps us love God and our neighbors more than ourselves. In fact, is this one of God's greatest commandments? Love one another. Love your brothers. Love your neighbors. Um, what is unconditional love? And it's been described in a Christian theology as love of God or Christ for humankind. In the New Testament, it refers to the covenant love of God for humans as well as the human uh, reciprocal love for God. The term necessarily extends to uh, the love of one's fellow man. Look at the Ten Commandments. In every commandment, love is there. And every virtue that we're gonna go through, love is there, right? Love extends, you know, as I said before, love slash charity extends to love of a neighbor and gives us a desire to share ourselves, our attention, our time, our wisdom, and energy in addition to our possessions. So love one another. And that's a very important virtue as a Templar, like I was saying. It's, it's very important. Um, we just went over this. Um, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1 and 2. Be imitators of God. Therefore, as dearly loved children, and live a life of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us for a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. We'll move on to the next virtue, and that is justice of justice. Well, what is justice? Well, justice is the way you act and and what you do and what is right and what is pleasing to God. Uh, Being fair, being square with others. Um, Justice is basically another name for righteousness. It's more in the performance of duties than the enjoyment of rights. It is an individual's contribution to society in accordance with his abilities capacities and capabilities. um, It's attuned to intuitive morality. It is the strength of a social fabric as it involves a web of social systems. Um, Natural law considers justice as the system of consequences that naturally derives from any action or choice. In this, it's similar to the laws of physics in the same way that Newton's third law of motion requires for every action there must be an equal or opposite reaction. Justice requires according to what individual or groups actually deserve, merit, or entitled to. Justice on this account is a universal and absolute concept. Laws, principles, religions, etc., and merely attempts to codify the concept sometimes with results that entirely contradict the true nature of justice, right? So we all know what justice is then. Um, Psalms uh, 112, verses 5 through 8. God will come to him who is generous and lends freely, who conducts his affairs with justice. Surely he will never be shaken. A righteous man will be remembered forever. He will have no fear of bad news. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. His heart is secure. He will have no fear in the end. He will look in triumph on his foes. Do we need to talk about injustice? Because that's just the opposite of what we're talking about. Um, So we'll go here and and reflect on some. uh, If you ever get the book, The Book of the Order of Chivalry by Ramon Lelow, here's a quote by him, to administer justice badly or to neglect the customs that are most essential to his knightly duty is simply to despise the order itself. So in our case, just that spot right there, You're always to conduct yourself as a knight in a respectful way. Um, To continue on with his quote, As all these things aforementioned concern a knight's physical preparedness, so justice, wisdom, charity, loyalty, truth, humility, strength, hope, promptness, and all other similar virtues pertain to the preparedness of the knight's soul. Right, So everything we do is we do for God. Everything. If uh, uh, Another quote is by Raymond Lull, quote is, uh, if a knight is consumed with pride and seeks by that means to uphold the order of knighthood, he is in fact corrupting it. For his order was founded on justice and humility with a view to protecting the humble against the proud. So we know what we have to do with justice. We'll move on to uh, prudence. Let's look at prudence and talk about that. Um, What is prudence? Well, it's discipline for yourself. By use of reasoning, uh, um. making good decisions. The word uh, prudence comes from an old French prudence and a Latin prudentia. I can't, I'm, I'm not Latin, so I'm not going to, I never take any Latin. It is often associated with wisdom, insight, and knowledge. In this case, the virtue is the ability to judge between uh, virtuous and vicious actions. Not only in general sense, but with regard to appropriate actions at a given time and place. In order to act well, as knights and as Templars, we need to make good judgments about how we should behave. Uh, this is precisely the sort of habit associated with prudence. In order to make good moral judgments, a twofold knowledge is required. One, number one, uh, you must know the general moral principles for the guide, actions, and two, the particular circumstances which decisions is required. For actions are about singular matters, and so it's necessary for the prudent man to know both the universal principles of reason and the singulars about which actions are concerns. You can suggests that prudence involves a fairly simple and straightforward process of applying moral rules to specific situations Uh, but this is somewhat misleading since the activity of prudence involves a fairly developed ability to evaluate situations um, themselves prudence involves not a simple simply the subordination of particulars to appropriate universals, but the appraisal of concrete contingent circumstances from what this perspective, good decisions will always be responsive to what our situation requires. Prudence is a practice, uh, uh, it's an art. And to learn science, it's not simple as consulting a list of moral prescriptions, but it's based upon reasoning and the outcomes of complex circumstances because we see the circumstances and we use prudence to guide our actions. Prudence becomes the charioteer of all other virtues. Prudence. Read Ephesians uh, chapter 5, verses 15 through 17. Therefore, be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of your time, because the days are evil. So then, don't be foolish but understand what the will of the Lord is. Consider planning. How important is planning? Every prudent man acts out of knowledge, but a fool exposes his folly. Doesn't he? It's hard work. It takes a lot of perseverance to do that. So we, let's reflect a little bit here. We got a couple of things we can reflect on. One of them is gonna be Ram, uh, Ramon Lowell again. His quote is, uh, the customs of a knight are to arm himself and to fight, but that occurs not so much to the office of a knight as does the use of reason, of listening and, and ordained will. For many battles have been vanquished more by mastery by wit and by industry than by multitudes of horsemen and good humor, Um, Proverbs chapter 16, verse 32, better a patient man than a warrior, a man who controls his temper than one who takes a city. And what does that mean? Prudent. That means he's taking his time and he's thinking out what they need to do. Even Walt Disney had a crow, and that was real awards. Will sorry, real rewards await those who choose wisely? And I can take that and and if you remember the the, uh, the uh, what were those movies called? Temple of Doom maybe I think it was where uh, Harrison Ford was uh, going and he f- was looking for the chalice to help thing and he, then he was met with the knight there guarding it had been there for a million years it seemed like and he told him to choose wisely and the one guy didn't choose wisely and he ended up dying and, and uh, Harrison Ford chose the right one and. Uh, course, lived on. All right, we're going to go to the next one, temperance. Let's talk a little bit about temperance now. That's his number seven out of eight. Uh, temperance is to be in moderation, do things in moderation with actions, uh, deeds, and thoughts, and um, avoid excess. It can be, uh, in fact, is, that's what it's defined as, moderation and actions, thought, and feeling restraint. Um, let's look at Proverbs chapter twenty-three, verse twenty through twenty-one. Do not join those who drink too much wine or gorge themselves on meat, for drunkards and gluttons become poor and drowsy- drowsiness. Close them in rags. So that just means do everything in moderation. You know, take your time. Don't indulge and overindulge in things. 1 um, Corinthians chapter 10, verses 23 through 24. Everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. Everything is permissible, but not everything is constructive. Nobody should seek his own good, but the good of others. Who are we? Who are we? we who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Romans chapter 15, verse one, uh, Ecclesiastes, uh, chapter 10, verse 17. Blessed are you, O land, whose king is of nobility and whose princes eat at the appropriate time for strength and not for drunkenness. Temperances, uh, doing things in moderation. I, you can't, more specific, you can't get any more than that. Making white right choices. Notice how temperance and prudence kind of go together and all that stuff. Um, Here's the reflection for that. Uh, Philippians uh, chapter 4 verses 10 through 13. I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you have renewed your concern for me. Indeed you have been concerned but you have had no opportunity to show it. I'm not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content wherever the circumstances, or whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do everything through him who gives me strength. Guess what? That's our next virtue, strength. What is strength? Well, it's a conviction to live life spiritually. Um, God based his uh, divinity and sanctifying grace. Strength is, is, is scripture and in the, in the word in the world defines strength in quite opposite ways. Um, if we're full of ourselves, and hopefully we're not, we should be full of God. Being empowered and acting out of our own self-will will drive, uh, usually not get us very far very fast. If you take a look at Psalms 33, Um, 16 through 20. No king is saved by the size of his army. No warrior escapes by his great strength. A horse is a vain hope for deliverance, despite all its great strength it cannot save. But the eyes of the Lord are on those who fear him, on those who hope is in his unfailing love, to deliver them from death and keep them alive in famine. We wait and hope for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. So as a knight, the the spirit and conviction to live a life that is true God based on His divine and sanctifying grace. So reflect on this. uh, First uh, Samuel chapter thirty verse six. David was greatly distressed because the men were talking of stoning him. Each one was bitter in spirit because of his sons and daughters, but David found strength in the Lord his God. And guess what, folks? These all tie in together: strength, temperance, prudence, justice, love, hope, faith, and godliness and love. That's all I have today on the virtues. I hope uh, hope that helps people and hope it helps our Knights um, and our Knights aspirants in our group, in our Order, and anybody else who's listening uh, and, and wants knowledge. And if you want more knowledge or if you would like to consider becoming uh, part of our Order or becoming a Templar, please visit our website and that website uh, is www.americanknightstemplars.com again that's www.americanknightstemplars.com everyone enjoy your evening and uh may god bless you